Hello, folks. Welcome to People Along the Way, the podcast. I'm Susie Petrago. And I'm Anthony Moganum. This week's episode is Jake Bloss and Ambreen Jamal of Kiva. Kiva is a nonprofit organization that provides crowdfunded, no interest loans to small businesses and organizations within the area. Before looking more into their organization and actually speaking with them, I didn't even know that crowdfunded loans were a thing. So this was a fairly educational experience for me in general. Yeah, and Brian and Jake are both extremely passionate about giving people opportunities that may have not been able to find elsewhere. It's pretty amazing that an organization like this exists in San Jose. It's also really encouraging to see people spending their time focusing on building a platform for small businesses to thrive in the area. If you want to learn more about everything they're doing over there or get involved with Kiva, visit them at their website, www.kiva.org. And with that, enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. microloads for for the microphones right so how does that work uh so how it works is that um you would apply on our website um you fill out an application where you talk about um your story who are you guys um you talk about what your business is and um the purpose of the loan um so is it just businesses who are getting these loans or where yes small okay. business owners um you know, you can have 20 employees or it can just be uh, just a solo act. Um, that's it. Cool. Nice. And so the entire organization is structured around helping small businesses who wouldn't usually be able to get these kinds of funds. Only in the U.S. So in the U.S., we are giving loans to small businesses. But internationally, as we are present in 86, in fact, probably a little more countries by now, um, we offer loans for all kinds of different things all over the world globally. But in, in the U.S., we offer loans only to entrepreneurs, small okay. business owners. Okay. Okay. So what kind of, what other kinds of entities outside of the U.S. do you see besides small businesses? Well, we have people taking loans for education, oh, for, okay. um, you know, for replacing their car, for whatever reason that they're using it, for house, for house, building their houses. All kinds of different things people ask. I mean, take loans through Kiva um, internationally, but in the U.S., we just um, do it for the people who are small business owners. Is there any sp- particular country where you see the most um, connections with with Kiva? I think uh, we have a lot of connections in Africa. Mm-hmm. We have them in India and in, uh, in Pakistan, but internationally, we don't. The fundamental difference between the model internationally and locally is that over here, the the lenders give it to the borrowers directly. Mm-hmm. Whereas internationally, since we do not have the bandwidth to have infrastructures in every country, know the limitations, cultural limitations, of the course. needs, so on and so forth, we use a local entity. Oh, so, okay. so our loans over here are completely interest-free for the small business owners. But when we are dealing internationally, the local entity that we deal with, they charge a small interest rate to the people who borrow. Through that, mm-hmm. because they do the vetting process, they bring them to us, and then we do the crowdfunding for well, them. Well, it's almost like working through a middleman at that point. Yes. But it makes it easier because, like you said, the regulations yes, because that, and the laws yeah, and that yeah. area. And that helps us then spread all over, which is what happened for Kiva, because mm-hmm. initially we were global and then we came local. So first we started, when we started in 2005, it started internationally. Oh, wow. The U.S. program is only four years old. Interesting. What country did it start in? If, I'm not sure. I think somewhere in Africa. In Africa, yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. Africa, yeah. So, I mean, a big step for the company to move to America at that point, right? 
So what what I believe is that initially, because we started and the and the need was so much that we you know we grew very quickly. By the time it was two thousand, um, I believe twelve or something, ten or twelve, we realized that okay, we are helping everybody in the world and everybody's benefiting from this model. Mm-hmm. Why don't we do a pilot project in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there are certainly people who could benefit from this. And then instead of just launching it for everything, we decided let's just encourage communities who communities locally who are doing small businesses. Mm-hmm. So that's how the the program started and this too has grown very quickly and then particularly our San Jose office which just started in January uh, we have grown tremendously much quicker than anticipated and there's a lot of need locally for people to get funding particularly interest free funding for their small businesses. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Is San Jose the main office in the West Coast, or is there other locations so, that... No, there are three offices in California right now. Um, we have in, in the Bay Area, there's a San Francisco office. That's our headquarters. That's okay. where the whole operation started initially. So that's our biggest one. Then we have an office in Oakland, which mm-hmm. started uh, two and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. And then we just started this year. Oh, wow. You yeah. guys must be busy. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, we are. So the original vision, I believe you kind of touched on that a little bit. How has that changed over the years in coming to America and to where you guys are now? Is the vision the same or has it developed to kind of meet a new need? I I feel personally that there's a little bit of evolving that's going on because, um, again, like I said, first we realized that, okay, there's a big need. Then how much the need was, I suppose, was not anticipated as much as it turned out to be. So Mm -hmm. then that operation kept expanding. Mm -hmm. Then we realized that, okay, now we are not in the U.S. Let's do it in the U.S. Now we are seeing that in the U.S. there's a big need. And I think that the the vision that we are taking, as I understand right now, is that we would like communities to get this concept that we don't need to send somebody in our neighborhood to a bank or Mm -hmm. raise money through some other source, because we are just all one, like Kiva means. Kiva means that we are all one, you know, and so we have to realize that as a community, that we can help each other out. You know, we can just help a person locally in our community, rather than them seeking help from maybe a global enterprise, a global enterprise, or having to go through a much more rigorous process. Why don't we just support a business ourselves in our in our own community? Because when we help somebody there, we are helping ourselves, we are helping the entire area. So you keep on Kind of growing yeah. in that way. One of our involvements um, is that the model has been that anyone can uh, apply for a $500 to $10,000 interest, um, interest-free loan. Um, it wasn't until about a month and a half ago where we expanded that to $25,000. Hmm. So hmm. definitely we see that a lot of small business owners really need a loan more than $10,000. So mm-hmm. we're able to um, provide them the access. Yeah. Huh. And do you see a wide variety of different businesses approaching you guys, or is it fairly narrow in, in what you're getting? No, oh, absolutely. We see a very big variety. We see people who are catering from home, all the way to people who are into some kind of uh, um, some kind of graphic designing kind of thing, to people who have own food trucks, to people who are doing uh, to seamstresses who, mm-hmm. who who want to sew. So just about everything. People who have brick and mortar stores for their art, you know. So we have all kinds of people who. Uh, who are looking for loans. Interesting. That's really cool. Yeah. So let's let's talk how personally, how did you personally get involved with Kiva? I'll let Jake start. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep a long story short, but um, I, uh, I graduated from San Jose State University in 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, up until that point, my experience has been working in, mainly in education, uh, working in after-school programs for middle school and high school students, um, even um, 
having like part-time jobs uh, in college as well. Um, I had to take a year and a half hiatus and then I came um, back this year um, wanting to do something good. And I looked up uh, um, Glassdoor, I believe, and I found Kiva on the website and I saw its mission and all the good that um, they were doing and I wanted to be a part of it. And uh, here I am now, a few months later, and it's been awesome. So was this kind of a dream come true sort of job for you? It is. <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> definitely making like a real impact in people's lives and helping them, you know, raise even if it's $500 to buy more equipment to expand their business. It's, it's a really powerful experience and mm-hmm. sharing that with them and the whole team and everyone involved. It's really amazing. And you said you studied education. Did you want to be a teacher at the time or? At one point I wanted to become a teacher because I really <laughs> loved working with kids. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as I love working with kids, I really wanted to like work with people who were, I guess, maybe struggling with, you know, with like just needing a little bit more access to capital. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why I'm here at Kiva now. But um, yeah, I actually did want to become a teacher at one point, maybe a high school teacher, but maybe in the future. Oh, kids are loud. They are <laughs> they're they're loud, mess, they're annoying. They're <laughs> I love them though. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and right now you're an intern here. I am. So what does that entail? What are your what's your job function, so to speak? My job functions uh it's a little bit of it's a little bit of everything. <laughs> it's a little bit of everything. Jack you know, I thought I thought I would just be posting flyers, but no, it's uh it's a lot more than that. It's you know, going to farmers markets on weekends, um attending um, different Santana, um, Santana Row mm-hmm. um, spots and oh, trying okay. to see if there's any, you know, entrepreneurs who are creators and can, act, can really use um, a little bit of a loan um, and then helping them on board on our platform with starting their application to um, handling our social media to accounts. monitoring the applications, to, sure, to calling them back. Yeah, yeah. to making Supporting sure. Supporting them through the whole process. Yeah, making sure that they get Jake is not funded. telling you the entire stuff that he's <laughs> yeah, A little more. Come on, you guys. <laughs> I'm okay. Yeah. No, you're the, it sounds like you're the face of the organization. You're the, the first person that people see when they, when they reach out. Is that appropriate? A little bit, I think. I do a lot with spreadsheets. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you see... Janet Saxena, you know, and like row this column that, you know, it's like it's just a name. But when you actually meet this person, you know, at a pop up marketplace at eBay or PayPal that we have, it's like it's really it's like, hey, I know you, you know, I, I saw your application. And um, it's really definitely reinserting that human relationship into our whole financial system. So it's a pretty awesome experience so far. That's something that's definitely missing from the mass financial industry. So yep. it's definitely refreshing to hear that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amidst all the tech hubs that are being currently built, it's for me, I like that there's that personal interface right there. Like that. What's the criteria that you typically see for your like for all the entrepreneurs that you're looking at, is there a particular criteria that they have to hit in order for, for them to get the loan? There's a couple of criteria. One is that you have to be over 18 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, second one is that the loan has to be solely for 
a business mm-hmm. and that business has to be here in the United States. Um, then one of the biggest criteria is that you can't currently be in bankruptcy. Um, other than that, um, anyone can apply for a Kiva loan. Oh. Yeah. Wow. And Breen, tell us a little bit about your position over here. How did you get started with Kiva? And, so, and don't be modest. Okay. <laughs> okay. So um, I'm a Kiva ambassador for the San Jose program over here. And it's a very gratifying job for me. I'm really, really um, grateful to be here because I get to do what I really, really love. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get to interact with the borrowers. I get to make these partnerships. My role specifically as an ambassador is to get new people on board. So I have reached out to a lot of organizations that deal with refugees over here. I deal with a lot of schools because I work with high schoolers to fundraise for us. Now that we have so many borrowers, we need more lenders locally. So, yeah. so we get a lot of the high school students engaged. We ex- we explain the process of crowdfunding to them. We explain the process of how they are creating an impact. Some of them are very keen on setting up social media presence for these borrowers because a lot of the borrowers are not tech savvy. Mm-hmm. So the students are willing to take that work up. Um, so I work with a lot of schools, uh, bigger organizations. We have women's shelters that we deal with, uh, you know, particularly women who are, uh, you know, have to, are in uh, DV kind of situations, domestic violence and stuff. So we deal with a lot of different organizations, rotary clubs, mm-hmm. um, you know, these kind of things. And that's what my role is, to seek out those partnerships, to get the influx of um, of the borrowers and the lenders, and to try and grow this operation as much as we can. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you're very passionate about it as well. Oh, I absolutely am. I, like I said, I'm extremely grateful because I absolutely love what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely love what I'm She's doing. She's got it down. Yeah. <laughs> well, Kiwi's in good hands then. <laughs> uh, well, I hope so. I hope they feel the same way about it. You know, the idea of crowdfunding loans, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's a fairly new idea in general. Mm-hmm. Is it? Or is, has, has that idea been around for a long time? I think it depends on who you're talking to. Like if you're talking to a young college student, they've heard of Indiegogo and oh, the, yeah. so things like that. So they know th- those platforms. Uh, however, the difference is that we are not a grant giving organization. It's a loan. Mm-hmm. So with those organizations, you place a business idea, you market your idea, and they give you loan for your idea. We do a similar thing, but we are giving a loan. And it's, you know, so different people are getting together to help you to give you a loan mm-hmm. so that you get a chance to do, to execute your idea and deliver it, you know, to the best of your ability. And the person giving the loan, do mm-hmm. they know where the money's actually going to be going? Can they see the business as it grows or is it more of a clouded? They actually get to see the person that's on the website. A lot of the people who apply have their, I mean, obviously all of them have their pictures and their story. A lot of them have their Facebook presence and website. So mm-hmm. if they feel very passionately, they can always reach out to them directly. We don't necessarily go and give them reports, but every month they get their money back and their money back means, okay, the business is doing well, Yeah, you know, so that's a good indicator for them. But like if you have a caterer whose application is there and you're funding them, they may have a website for their catering or a maker who's making necklaces or, or pottery or whatever. You may have their link there. So you can reach out to them directly to see, okay, is their business doing good? You know, are they returning the money? So that's up to their discretion. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. And do you see a lot of lenders lending from out of the area? Or are they mostly San Jose locals helping businesses in the area? Oh, they're from all over. And I think it really depends on who the applicant is. Uh, recently, we had an applicant who was um, um, who was this lady, uh, and she basically got funded internationally. I think she had tons of, I think Jake can tell you more about it. She got funded internationally within like a week or something. Mm-hmm. Are we talking about um, Shireen? Asma? Or Shireen? Shireen. Shireen. Oh, Shireen. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Shireen came onto our <laughs> Shireen came onto our website. Yeah. Um, and Breen like worked 
directly with her i worked she i worked directly with her she uh, she uh, she does this thing whereby she does uh, she teaches quran in a certain way so mm-hmm. we did the application i was not sure if she would get enough local support mm-hmm. but within a week she was fully funded locally and internationally huh. so that was shot you know pretty amazing to us you know that okay she got like you know people loved her story people people liked what she wrote what she said had to say about her business i mean three things that we really are able to help people with so if if people apply for a loan with us even if it's a small loan and they return the loan it builds their credit which is what we call the credit builder loan hmm. and it builds their credit with kiva also not only just like generally building the credit yeah, building but it, building a reputation mm-hmm. with us so if they've applied for a 2000 loan this time and they've returned it then they can come back to us and get you know, more later get and we will be able to take them through the process much quicker because huh. now we know that they are very reliable borrowers so they will be e- easily qualified for a 5000 or a 10000 loan if they return that they can come back again for another 10000 loan they can keep doing this as many times as they want as long as they return the money hmm. uh so well it's a good customer really yeah mm. so so it's a uh, you know so for us it's uh, very gratifying to see these kind of stories every almost every day of our lives <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah keeps the passion moving i, I yes. assume yes yes is there any kind of like hand holding as far as like um pointing them in the direction say an entrepreneur were to come in i need 25,000 to start my business does kiva offer any kind of like development plan for particular businesses i mean we will do our best to connect them to the right people mm-hmm. um we work a lot with uh a new america and central community partners where they focus on um teaching entrepreneurs how to create a business plan okay um so we work a lot with them and we will f- we will refer some of our borrowers to them um and they're able to create a business plan and um see you know maybe 10 years down the road like type of thing like what do they want to do um up until that point so let me just backtrack a little bit when you say somebody comes to us because they want to start at $25,000 to start their business mm-hmm. we cannot approve a loan for $25,000 for a person to start their business we can give them the loan if they already have a business and they want to expand it oh, okay. now for somebody who has never done a business who is just wanting to start for the very first time we cannot start off start them off with like a 25 or a 10000 depending on their what they've been doing mm-hmm. it usually is no more than 2000 or maximum 3000 if they are in the starting phase okay. so that means if there's a lady who has been making tamales from her house for the last two years and she's been supplying them to her neighborhood that is a business to us that is not a new business to us mm-hmm. you know that is a business to us okay. um but if there's somebody who just has an idea and says okay like for instance if if somebody like a gary would come and say i've never done cleaning but i want to start cleaning and i want to get some cleaning supplies i want to get a vacuum cleaner i want to get these supplies that supplies then we would start him off with a $2000 loan if he returns it and comes back he can get a 5000 or 10000 dollar loan slowly, it, grow, yes, from slowly grow from there also people who are repeat kiva borrowers can also be later on referred if they want a bigger loan to opportunity fund or or somebody like that after they've taken loans from kiva and returned them mm-hmm. because opportunity fund would offer a bigger loan but they are not interest free Kiva however is completely interest free. Oh, so okay. Opportunity Fund is another organization you guys are associated with. We yeah, extent. we so we can refer people to them after they've returned our after they've built a good credit with us and we know that they you know we have maxed out like they've taken a loan of $10,000 mm-hmm. from us number of times 
and then they want something up to $100,000. So then we can say, okay, now you can go to them. However, Kiva right now has uh, in the process, like we said, we just introduced a new program of $25,000 uh, for people who have ret our return borrowers. So there's more room there now. So there's more mm -hmm. room there now. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's like the like like almost like a safety lending type of thing where like it's you're almost budgeting them out like to not bite off more than they can chew as far as their business is concerned. Right? See, there's two things we are trying to take care of here. First is that of course if they we don't want to give them more than what we think that they can chew. Mm -hmm. So we actually at the headquarters have a review team for every oh, okay. application that comes in. There's a review team that goes through that application, and based on a mathematical formula that they've got they are able to assess that, okay, this even though this person has asked for, say, $7,000, they may not be able to manage any more than five or return mm -hmm. any more than five because of the kind of business that they're doing right now. Also, we are also trying our best because people who are lending through our platform are trusting our vetting process. Of course. So we want to make sure that we do the best to, you know, to the best of our ability. We give them people that we are very sure about that they are certainly very serious about their business mm -hmm. and they will return their money. So in order for people to come to our platform repeatedly that, oh, you know what, I gave this money to the Kiva borrower and I got the money back. And people to feel that that zest and feel that happiness, we make sure that we try to um, wet them in a way that they are, they are able to be in a position where they can actually return the money that they're asking for. And the borrowers, I mean, uh, the lenders, sorry, are able to get their money back. It has to be a smart business decision from both sides. From not both just sides. Giving money away. Yes, yes. Yeah. The idea is not to give money and have a discouraged uh, lender that, oh my God, every time I give money through Kiva to this person, they never, they are, it's a business that collapses. Mm -hmm. We want to show them success. Your money is returned because the business is going well. Of course. Yeah. That's really cool. That makes sense too. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Huh. You know, um, especially in San Jose and San Francisco, technology plays a large role in the area, and every day it's changing. And Kiva seems like an organization that relies heavily on the technology aspects, having the, the website and the crowdfunding aspect through the internet. How do you see that changing, or how has that changed from the conception of Kiva until now with the evolution of technology and social media and the way you guys are reaching out to people in general? So as I, I mean, as we see technology, as I, as I can see, or as the way we are working right now at the office is that there's no way for us to escape technology progressively. Mm -hmm. Everything is going to be online, everything. So the biggest challenge is for the small businesses where people are not tech savvy, you know, where people don't have any idea how to operate a computer, they have a language barrier. Mm -hmm. So with in those situations, currently how we are handling it is that we have a team of interns, we have a team of people in the office, at the headquarters, everywhere, every office that we have in the U.S. and out. Uh, in the US, is that we have a team of people who go and handhold the people through the process. Oh. However, we are hoping that progressively, because the way technology is, every child, every adult is handling cell phones, uh, everybody has something that they're handling, that at some point, uh, it'll become just second nature to everybody, people will be able to do this more directly, and they'll need less and less handholding. Mm -hmm. um, and as we say, technology has both sides to it. The good part of it is that, yes, it's easy to connect and we are all in touch and we can all get these applications and reach out to somebody in Cambodia and, you know, get something done for them or get a lender from there. But the flip side is that the small businesses keep getting pushed out, you mm -hmm. know, so they are getting pushed out, which is where Kiva, you know, in the Silicon Valley, there are many, many articles you read that Silicon Valley has an empathy vacuum. Um, we... Kiva particularly is trying to bridge that because we are using technology, but we want to bridge that gap because we want to help these small businesses flourish. We don't want to drive them away. Mm -hmm. So we are using the good part of technology 
that we are using this technological platform and all of that. And we are trying to fund these businesses so they thrive and they do well. And then all our partners like SBTC, BOS, SCORE, um, the New America, I mean, many, many people are, you know, help giving, everybody feels the same way. So a lot of these people are joining their hands from schools, from colleges, mm -hmm. universities, Santa Clara, San Jose State. We have so much support from the people all around us uh, to, do, to help us do this. So, I mean, that's that's what's going on right now and we hope to continue that because there is this awareness that we can't let small businesses finish it's true so, yeah so and i think you're right about the empathy vacuum thing and yeah you know there's a lot of talk of the continuing development of san jose with google they purchased a lot of land downtown mm -hmm. yes you know, and they're going to be building this googleplex and the amazon bids yes. which i don't think yes. we're doing at this point yes but do you feel that's going to create more of an empathy vacuum or how is that going to affect the way your business runs at this point in time that's a tricky question because you know currently when 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 I started here we were we are constantly looking for, to help um, refugees and mm -hmm. underprivileged people and Kiva is big on helping everybody, but when you reach out to them, it's so difficult for people to live in this area even in the extended Silicon Valley area. Mm -hmm. Nobody can really afford to live here. Mm -hmm. So me, then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the struggle is real. So, so it's it's really hard. So so what i do see currently right now is that even though people are doing their businesses here like if they are bringing some product here that they make or they are coming to farmers market to put up their tables with whatever they are making mm -hmm. they are physically pushed out so they are at the they are the outside borderlines of of what's what you can call silicon valley i guess is you know people keep getting pushed out yeah mm -hmm. How Google and Amazon coming here will affect, I think the property prices will hit the roof. So Absolutely. I really don't know how anybody else is going to be able to live here. But I guess the best we can do is just keep doing more of what we are doing and reaching out and trying to help businesses flourish. Keep know. chugging along. Yeah, keep I feel, I feel along. like you'll probably get busier, I think, at that point. A uh, lot of more smaller mom and pop shops will... With more of those yeah. microloans. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I feel like a lot of the uh, preservation of those smaller mom and pop shops and a lot of the smaller businesses is what gives San Jose its culture. So hats off to you guys for, for doing what you guys are doing because it's very important. Um, are there anything, any new initiatives down the road that Kiva's looking into, kind of expanding into? So our vision right now is that we want to get everybody involved, uh, bring more and more awareness to this particular concept. A lot of people still have not heard of this concept of microloan, crowdfunding, interest-free loans. Uh, we want to take the fear out of some of the communities that are actually really scared of the word loan, that are also very scared of the word that, oh, you know, this, there's some scam there because how do you make your money, you know? Right. You don't charge us interest, you're getting this crowdfunded, what's in it for you, you mm -hmm. know? And a lot of time there's a fear that there's some scam going on and we have to comfort them to make tell them that you know we are very old in this business we are not new we've been doing this for many many years there is no scam so to give them uh, confidence in us that you know you can trust us we'll do the best to make you successful um, secondly um, i guess um, bringing the awareness reaching out to more and more people what else can we do jake any ideas tapping into more communities different types of people that we want to help. So we're trying to take the stigma out of the word loan, and we're trying to comfort people in knowing that this is not a scam. We are here to help you. So mm -hmm. uh, moving forward, that's one thing. And the other thing is because we want to build this idea of a community. So so if something, so when I, when I help somebody, I'm also helping myself because when my community does well, it's good for all of us. Of course, you know? yeah. 
So trying to build that concept, trying to get all the political leaders locally involved with us to understand that if somebody somebody supports us, if a mayor supports us, if a city council member supports us, what they're doing is they're supporting their community because when the message comes through them or message comes through any of the leaders of the of, of the community, goes to them that, you know, we trust this organization, it's good, feel free to go and get a loan from them. They'll help you with it. Yeah. That will that that'll enable us to expand as a community and become one big community. So San Jose, and then there's San, so within San, there's San Jose, so we can help people in San Jose. Sunnyvale, we can help people in Sunnyvale. Woodside, Redwood City, East Palo Alto, you know, you name it. So we have so many little little cities here. Each of us can just support people locally, mm -hmm. you know, and that will help our community become strong. Mm -hmm. And if our leaders support us in that, then we'll have the, we have this vision where we can all just like, it, it can be like a virus, I guess. Yeah, you know, it just when, grows. It spreads. Yeah, it just spreads. What is it? Think globally, act locally, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, you know, but you mentioned something interesting about how people think what's in it for you. Mm -hmm. And if you guys aren't making interest off the loans, do you rely on grants from the city or where does the nonprofit, you're a nonprofit, Yes, but we are, we are not. So when people lend to us, when people lend to, say, suppose you go on the Kiva website and you lend to a particular person, mm -hmm. there's a tip jar there. So suppose oh. you're lending $25 to so-and-so and you want to leave $2 as a tip to Kiva, you know, you can do that. Like a that, donation. Like a donation. Mm -hmm. You yeah. can help us because that helps us with our operational cost. We also have big organizations who support us a lot, like like PayPal supports us oh, a lot, okay. eBay supports us a lot. Nice. Uh, there are a lot of organizations that um, that that give us grants, so that also helps us with our uh, operations. Interesting. Uh, like PayPal, recently they had a they had a marketplace, so we we took all our borrowers who who have some product to sell, from pies to cannolis to uh, wallets to bags, whatever. We took those people. They set up a marketplace. PayPal gave to each and every person in their in their organization a $25 code that you can donate to anybody at Kiva. Oh. So then PayPal gives this money to their their own employees. Their employees give that donation to anybody in the world, you know. And then that money um, essentially comes back to uh, when they return the money, that money comes back as a grant to Kiva. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's so interesting. Cool. That's a unique way for them to, to do it. Because yeah. everybody is, 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 is doing a good job, right? Because PayPal is giving a grant and helping their employees give something good to somebody out that they choose as a team or as an individual. Mm -hmm. So many people get funded through them. You know, when those people's businesses thrive and do well, they return the money. Mm -hmm. And then that money can be used as whatever operational, Kiva, operational cost yeah. or whatever else that we are trying to build or build a new program and whatever is needed at the mm. time. That's so cool. It really is people helping people at that point. <laughs> so you were you were talking about uh, a big community of people getting together. Speaking of which, how can people get involved with with Kiva, or how um, how can people reach you or get involved in the process? Many many ways, and Jake knows all of them. Maybe Jake can tell us. So about there are many ways that people can get involved. Um, one is to check out our. Kiva San Jose landing page. If you go to kiva.org slash San Jose, mm -hmm. you can see all the different borrowers who are currently fundraising in San Jose and the peninsula, which is over 44 cities. Um, also, we have uh, the, I guess the handle is at Kiva. And then the at, or I'm not really good with the... <laughs> You know, until we joined yeah. Kiva, we didn't know what hashtags were yeah. and the rate thing were, and now we are yeah. struggling with it every day. Did yeah. you do it at yeah. Kiva SJP you, 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 or did you, you see me so, doing the at sign? So yeah, we're still struggling with. Yeah, at sign Kiva US or um, hashtag yeah. um, whatever hashtag Kiva. Is. 
It's the pound Kiva, sign. It's the pound sign. Kiva SJP. Hashtag San Jose Kiva. And you can see um, all the different uh, events that we attend and the people that we help and um, the organizations that uh, have definitely helped us. That's Facebook and Twitter. Right. Yeah, yeah. Face, Facebook, follow us Twitter. on Facebook, Twitter. Please make a lending team for us. Become a local San Jose lender. Uh, you can also create your own team. Like you can gather five of your friends and say, hey, you know what? This month we are going to support one person from the Kiva San Jose page. Mm-hmm. And the five of you can join hands and say, okay, tw- each of us will give $25 to one borrower that we like. And that, in a way, you become our lending team. And that helps us, you know, drive more support for that borrower, yeah. you know. So uh, you can become a lender. You can make a lending team of your own. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, you can uh, you can, you can can talk about us, tell everybody about us, you yeah. know. So there's lots of ways you can volunteer. And mm-hmm. as always, everybody listening, we're going to post all the links to the Facebook and to the website on in the description of the podcast. Definitely mm-hmm. check them out. Um, you mentioned volunteering. Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of volunteer opportunities? So are a lot available? of, like I said, high school kids volunteer because they go and reach out to different people. They spread the word and they they adopt a borrower mm-hmm. and then they start fundraising for the borrower. Oh, okay. You know, so a lot of the people do that. Um, they are also, like I said, some of them are volunteering to um, uh, to uh, help with the Facebook page. So they can design the Facebook page for a business where somebody's struggling with technology. Oh, yeah. They can design a Facebook page for them. They can upload pictures for them, small things like that. Help That's them build fantastic. a website. That yes. Yeah. yes. If anybody's so willing cool. to build a free website, we have lots of people who are happy with that kind <laughs> yeah. of a service. Yeah. Yes. That, that yes. seems to be a lot of the smaller mom pause problem. Yes. Adopting a technology, as you said it. Yeah. It's a learning curve. <laughs> yeah. We're getting there. Slowly yeah. but surely. Well, and and Sara Adil, by the way, is the lead of this chapter. She's our she's our head, and she. So when you came, when you asked the question, if we handhold anybody through the process or how we support, mm-hmm. she is an art major, and she's pretty amazing with her everything that she does. But oh. she, so when somebody comes in and they are struggling with having their logo, or not having, uh, you know, not having, not knowing how to design their flyers or basic stickers for their whatever box that they are selling, they. They just want to put a sticker there with a logo saying this is the product. Mm-hmm. She does a lot of that for them. Wow. Uh, you know, so she's, she's in fact, she's taught all of us how to make those connections. And she has taught yeah. us, you know, how to, um, how to help them with designing or send them those flyers out. So those are the kind of things that we also do to try and support the people locally. Oh, very yeah. hands-on then. Very hands-on. That's how we are very involved because I guess right now the amount is still, although there's a very big growth, but we are still able to manage somewhat. But once mm-hmm. it becomes even more, uh, then we need a bigger team and I guess yeah. more support. Yeah. That's great. So if we yeah. need some business cards for a <laughs> yeah. specific podcast. Well, they won't <laughs> so. Oh, well, you know, that can be arranged. <laughs> yeah. She designs those very well, by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good to know. Sarah? Was her Sarah. Name? Okay. Yeah, she'll be back Wednesday, so we can definitely connect okay. yeah. we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate you guys speaking with us and taking time out of your Saturday. No, thank thank you, you so much for thinking of us and, and, and taking this, you know, taking time out to talk to us. Appreciate thank it very you. much. <laughs> yeah. Coming January, we will, because for the Christmas holidays, everything is mm. going to shut down pretty much. Yeah. So when January starts, maybe everybody can come in and start their small businesses and just like the things they were thinking of, right. they can just come and apply for the loan and start working on those ideas. Yeah. Yeah. All those New Year's resolutions to start your business finally? Come to yeah. Kiva. Come to Kiva, <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. All right. Hey, so you created made. a line, Jake, remember, that we all stole? Okay. It's, <laughs> I, so Sarah found it online, and I, uh, I really love it. It's called I Can't, But We Can. 
Oh. Um, oh. Okay, I like that. What do you like about it? I like that it involves everybody. It's like uh, a lot of people think that initially, just just hearing it, I, I think that a lot of people internalize their problems and a lot of what they have to do. But the term we kind of makes it more like a community effort. It's the whole concept of two heads are better than one. Mm-hmm. Multiple heads are even better, you know. It yeah. takes a village. That was the old it saying, does. right? Yes. So a lot of people, I think what he's trying to say is internalize and don't like to ask for help. But once you do, yes. that's the hurdle in actually getting towards your goals is, yeah. you know, getting more ideas and more people. Everyone has their own specialization. There's no reason to do everything by yourself. Yeah. My personal belief is that we're put on this earth not to just focus on ourselves, but to support one another. And that's that's uh, that's yeah. a powerful thing for everyone to be helping one another. And- Especially right now, I think it's a very cynical time. You know, like everyone is very on edge and very closed off almost. So that right there, that sentiment is, I think it's it's refreshing. And so I think we can. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we can. <laughs> well, you guys are definitely living by that statement just with the organization and all the great things you're doing. Um, yeah, it's it's been great. It's been an honor, honestly. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so Thank much you guys for, your for time. having us. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Thank you very much.